0: duty chat. Hey, hey Denzel. How's it going?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, a little hungry, but you know, we're we're all at that point at some point in our life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was me over the weekend. Ah. While I was recording, Ooh. with Charles, yeah. uh episode 3 of the Invincible Explainer that we've been doing for I guess last month and change.
1: Alright, do you guys have a cool title for that or anything?
0: Uh, no. I mean, we (laughs) called it... I was planning on calling it Night School. I don't know that having a title for it is all that important because, like, I don't know, it's just on the Patreon. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, not everything needs to be branded, I guess.
1: Yeah, I suppose not. Especially if it's not going to be seen by... A broader audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I definitely have specific tags on all those episodes. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting on the Patreon, you can click the tag, and then it'll take you to all of the same episodes, or episodes in that chain. But, like, it's not... It's nothing too crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's enjoyable. You should join up on the Patreon if you want to hear that. We're three episodes deep so far, and it covers... uh volumes one through oh, i want to say oh god uh 35 okay yeah so that's issues there are a ton of fucking issues in there yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how many but it's a lot of it's a lot of fucking issues man it's, it's, it's comics you know yeah uh welcome to real nerd hours your favorite slice of life podcast ostensibly about nerd things such as movies music anime whatever 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 yeah yeah. you know the drill by now fucking nerds yeah yeah chet what have you been up to
1: i have not been doing a whole lot (laughs) oh boy i went to the county fair over the weekend oh did you enjoy yourself yeah it was cool like i haven't actually gone to the fair in like close to 10 years And, no, actually, we're at exactly 10 years. Um, But the last time I went, it was just to see Boston perform. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because
1: that was, like, the cheapest way to ever see them. And this was right after they got the new singer, because their old singer died. And we were playing a lot of rock band at the time, so I had just gotten into them as a band. So it's like, yeah, let's go see Boston. Oh, this is... It's smack in the middle of Anime Expo. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're going to drive up to L.A. on Friday, drive back on Saturday to San Diego, and then just go straight from the fair back to L.A. I'm sure that was tiring as fuck. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you only do when you're
0: 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Ask me to do that now. I'll tell you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'd probably say the same thing. I was... um. The Oh, God. The last time I went was probably when I was like 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. No, I was going up until I was like 20. Oh, okay. I had stopped right before the year I could drink. (laughs) And that's like, apparently that's the best part of the fair. You know, I did not do any drinking. I ate a lot. That's really all we did was we ate a bunch of like shitty fried food. See, as an adult, I can see where drinking the hot fucking sun in a valley <laughs> wouldn't be a good idea. It's like right at the base of of a valley Yeah. And on, on top of that, you're eating a bunch of really shitty fried food all day. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not all shit. It's just a lot of it's shit. I mean, I had some stuff from Chicken Charlie's,
1: which is <laughs> right over here. Uh which I didn't realize they serve fair food that like that same kind of stuff always, but in any case, yeah, I, I had a uh, it was chicken legs wrapped in bacon and then deep fried. Jesus, and it was delicious. Oh, yeah, I'm
0: be- <laughs> I bet you enjoyed the fuck out of that,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was god, you can only eat so much of that. I could definitely see where like having a nice beer with that would be nice, but like. Getting trashed out there. The weather wasn't too bad every weekend. It was kind of cloudy. So that kind of balanced it out. But if it was as hot as
0: it can get sometimes, oh, fuck that. Dog, I remember one year I went when I was a kid and it was it was so hot that. Like, even walking through the area, like, you would see people strictly sticking to the shade. Oh, yeah. I, I believe that for and sure. And then, like, all the indoor uh, uh, concourses were filled to the brim with yep. people because the AC is banging in those spots. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Very <but>. well-designed buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fun experience, though, if you want to eat a bunch of, like really crazy food once every few years. Yeah. Go to a beer garden, try a bunch of competition beers and shit. Yeah. There's really
1: something for everyone. Like when I was a kid, I only really went for kind of like that main strip where it's a bunch of food and desserts and whatnot. And then there's like the fair games, you know, the standard toss the ball into the bucket, but it's at an angle. And if you do, you get free shit.
0: Uh, Those toys that cost like 10 cents from Alibaba. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's $5 to have a shot at winning one. Yeah, you get four rings. Yeah. Or one basketball that's definitely lopsided.
1: Yeah. And, and then like the rim is higher than usual and it's way further away. Like it's longer than a normal free throw or a three pointer. You know. Just, yeah.
0: Just really fuck with your muscle memory. The con games. Yeah. And and also the rims are like ovals and not yeah. circles. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're they're everything's just slightly fucked up, just enough so that you probably won't make it. And of course, enough you know, enough monkeys on a keyboard, they're gonna get it right eventually. So some people walk around carrying a bunch of prizes and you're like, Oh man, I want that. And then you <laughs> just suckered into it even further.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think what they do, if I had to put on my conspiracy hat, like they fucking They plant certain toys with people. They just give them away. They
1: probably do, honestly. They
0: give them out to cute girls and children. Yep. And you see them walking around with that shit, and you're like, Yep. oh, if this motherfucker could win it, this little fucking child who's not even coordinated enough to ride a bike can win (laughs) this toy, I can do it too.
1: I'm a grown-ass man. (laughs) I'm an adult, goddammit. I watched a uh, YouTube video that was like, Debunking which ones are possible versus impossible. and Because some of them are just straight skill. Like, you know, chuck a bottle or chuck a baseball at the bottles. But it's like, you know, they're weighted and they're heavier and yada yada. Mm -hmm. That one's pure skill. It's just hard. Then there's ones where it's like, oh, toss the ring onto these flimsy little bottles or, you know, a ping pong ball into the little cups. Those are essentially random. Okay, because the ball is so light, there's no some like there's no level of skill that you can achieve to be consistent at that. Yeah. So, you know, it's basically random chance, which means that people will win because it's random. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but yeah. So aside from fair games and food, there's also a bunch of rides like cheap roller coasters and giant slides and haunted houses, things like that. And that was kind of the main draw for me as a kid. Uh, and then they also have animals, which we would go see. But then, like, the things that I kind of neglected are there's various art shows. There's concerts every day, like, numerous concerts. There's a gemstone exhibition every year. There's a woodworking exhibition. There's botanical competitions, so, like, flower competitions, succulent competitions. And just. A bunch of cool, interesting stuff. Also, for some reason, there's really good sales on like hot tubs and <laughs> mattresses. <laughs> really just wild stuff. But there's one of the exhibition halls, one of the concourses is just hot tub sales. Yeah, I I don't know what. How did this become a thing? Did the hot did big hot tub just throw a <laughs> bunch of money at the county fair?
0: Hi, I'm John Hot Tub. <laughs> you, you may
1: you may be familiar with my competitor, Adam Q Jacuzzi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I think with with what you're mentioning now. It sounds more interesting to me. Like, I'm down to go look at the botanical shit. Yeah. Or, like, the gemstone exhibition. I have a fucking camera, too. I can take pictures. Yeah, you can. And then there's, like,
1: this massive student art show. And I think they accept every piece of art that's submitted. Like, everything gets displayed, but then they also
0: give prizes oh you know what else there's also a yearbook design competition i'm pretty oh, sure yeah
1: yeah you a it's like a, a layout design
0: stuff yeah yeah and that's actually kind of cool in oh, like a really weird way
1: Yeah, there's some interesting stuff like there's a <laughs> one wall that's um it, I forget what the name of the school is, but it's a performing arts, performing and creative arts school. San
0: Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts. Oh, well, I SD guess that's... SDSCPA.
1: Okay, there you go. Well, those guys were killing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> those guys were just
1: dunking on the competition. But there was some actually like legitimately good stuff that I saw, you know, from the photography to, you know, some traditional art. A lot of the digital art was a little rudimentary, but, you know, I say that having gone through school for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i used to go to sd SC, that's why i know the name of it did not know that yeah just for sixth grade <laughs> that's it <laughs> i mean the bus ride was too crazy for me oh. because i would have to get up at like five thirty in the morning just to get on the bus at like six that's wild uh and then when the bus schedule changed in the second semester i had to be at the bus stop at 5 15. yikes yeah and this was i lived in sarah mesa at the time uh-huh. which isn't super far
1: where where is this? whatever <laughs> uh
0: it's in paradise hills oh yeah that's not that far i mean like it's kind of far from here but yeah from here yeah i moved when i moved up to uh the utc area it was pretty fucking like there was no way that i could have kept going oh
1: yeah that's like a 40 minute drive
0: yeah and on a school bus yeah, during no, rush hour traffic not a
1: chance. yeah right <laughs> i mean i don't think the bus would even come there yeah
0: that's <laughs> it's real far out of the way yeah, uh, it,
1: yeah. but yeah so the, like the student art exhibition stuff was kind of interesting cuz apparently some school i don't I don't forget which they have like 3d printing classes which was cool so they have like these little 3d printed you know houses or shovels or whatever thing that they designed and it was cool like that's interesting to me granted if i go again next year or i might be going again in the coming week because i've got other people to take but you know that's not going to have nearly the same appeal because i haven't been there in 10 years but
0: (laughs) if you go again let me know i'm down to go all right sounds cool uh let's see oh uh one thing that i definitely wanted to bring up was i went there not all the concerts are free i found oh, out the yeah, hard that's way. right yeah Uh, i went there to see kendrick lamar one year <laughs> yeah and the tickets were 35 dollars, and i was just like what do you what do you mean it's 35? Yeah. like i literally just walked up here and nobody stopped me. What do you mean I have to pay for a ticket? Yeah, they was just like, yeah, you gotta go to the box office to buy a ticket. It's just like, ah, fuck this. There's
1: so many ways to see. I mean, well, you can't really see the stage, but you can definitely hear the music from where the student art exhibition is. Like, yeah, when we were there, there was a, a gospel group that was going. They were going off. If you if you've never seen like a religious, like a black religious concert it's kind
0: of lit <laughs> yeah yeah it is if you're hyped on jesus like that and that'll be your shit yeah it's it, like a real fun lively time whereas like i don't know some white religious groups it's just chamber music
1: <laughs> or it's just shitty rock or you know oh yeah shitty pop.
0: <laughs> forgot about the christian side hug yeah. give me that christian side hug that christian side hug oh, give me that christian side hug that christian side I'm gonna
1: drop it in here Keep it g-rated y'all <laughs> <laughs> But I mean Stuff like Tower of Power and things like that Where it's like if you didn't Listen to the lyrics you wouldn't even realize It was religious that stuff's kind of Fun and we're, they were Going off when we were over there And okay. uh, yeah Did not bother trying <laughs> to find Tickets <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean I, I definitely Appreciate when bands are There live for yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. Go see go see a good one after like winding down for the day. Just go sit in the stands or something.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a really large area, so you know, there's a good chance that you're going to find seats no problem or anything.
0: Yeah. It's probably one of the best venues for like a county fair. You know, I've been to other
1: county and state fairs. I I don't know if there were like big deals there, but no fair I've been to has even come close to this one, because, I mean, this is a really big deal. It takes over a very large area for an entire month. You know, it's it, it's a big event, but I've gone to a state fair in Georgia, which was cool. It was fun. It was a little different because, you know, it's southern as opposed to southern California. But... It was, I don't know, a tenth of the size. Oh, really? Yeah. It was so, like, if you've been to the Del Mar Fair, basically just that main strip with like a quarter of the fair games, and that's it. Doesn't, didn't have, you know, the exhibitions and the rides
0: and all that, you know, it was, it was just kind of a thing. See, I know you're from San Diego because you still call it the Del Mar Fair, and they can take that from like cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funniest part is, I'm pretty sure that's not San Diego County. I'm pretty sure that's City of San Diego. Probably, unless if there's some weird zip code m- magic going on. I have no idea because the the areas in San Diego are pretty gerrymandered as is. <laughs> yeah, but like, I would be fucking shocked if that wasn't in san diego proper
1: it really like the that the coastline that area gets real fucky with what's san diego and what isn't when you get inland it's basically everything south of Escondido, that's all just san diego fuck <laughs> it and then there's poway out here being on their bullshit but everywhere else is just san diego
0: however oh. are you do you think it might be the affluent areas that aren't in san diego
1: I Think that does have something to do with it because it, it's more the coastal areas,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But and
0: Poway and
1: Poway, I, I that, that may also have something to do with um, some of the indigenous tribes because I know like they have some land out in that area.
0: Oh, so okay. yeah,
1: I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't, all I also don't really care
0: ah, that's fair
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean it's still called the delmar fairgrounds like it's in yeah. Del Mar. fuck it i'm still just calling it the delmar fair y'all know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> anyway so and yeah. y'all being native san diegans
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it's a good time yeah it's fun so between last episode and now Summer games done quick has started. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it's fun. much like San Diego County Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every year. In fact, it's on right now. Yeah, uh, the Metroid Zero Mission uh, speed run just finished. Yep, next is Samus Returns. Yeah, I like I like it. It's a fun. It's fun to watch. It's a good way to occupy a lot of time when you when you're not sure what you want to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good background watching. Yeah, kind of stuff. And, like, I've I've been into speedrunning for a while, not doing it myself, but just watching it. I was actually just thinking the other day, when the hell did I start watching speedruns? And I could not remember what the first speedrun I saw was. But I know I caught Super Mario 64 when you still had to get 50 stars. Mm-hmm. Like, or no, it was 30 stars. Because they managed to backwards long jump up the top stairs. But up until that point, they didn't know how to like fake the funk through everything else. They couldn't fake the keys. But uh, yeah, now you can do that run with zero stars.
0: Very nice.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that that puts at
0: least a bit of a timestamp on that. I I started watching it when... It was still in that like weird conference room or whatever that they were using oh yeah like when it was just one room and a bunch of dudes and yeah yeah that that was pretty cool that was pretty cool
1: yeah i mean i know some people who've been part of the community for a while get upset you know as is usual the community is like oh it's all sjw's now because i mean there's a lot of trans people in the community a lot of non-binary yada Uh. yada so because that's part of their community you should treat them with respect and some people take that as well fuck you you're just pandering to the sj
0: we're gonna talk about this we're gonna fucking talk about this talk your talk uh just in a minute though because I just want to give them their shine real quick. They're, this I think the summer is always for Médecins Sans Frontieres. Yeah. Um, Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. Uh, Shouts me doing it with near flawless French. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call it flawless French. Ooh. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to sound like. I'm going to say it was flawless. I don't know if we have any listeners in France, but
1: if you do, <laughs> give your man's one out of 10.
0: <laughs> if, if we do, don't fucking at me. Tell me it's. Pro- don't tell me shit about that. <laughs> oh, shit yeah it uh, goes towards a good cause. every like January and June they managed to raise about a million dollars for yeah for each plus. cause they serve and that's really dope. So shout out to them. I know I said some fucky tax shit at one point and somebody <laughs> came and corrected me. Uh, I don't remember what the correction was, <laughs> nor do I remember what the fucking tax shit I said was. But shout out C for the correction, I appreciate go. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh boy, uh, there's there was something that Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight said about. Oh, about being yeah. like a fucking hard centrist or some shit. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the clip because I always assume that whoever's talking that political talk that's like a gamer on YouTube is probably too ill-equipped mentally to even talk about it. <laughs> like they, all they know is playing fucking video games. And they probably get their news from other YouTubers. Good chance of that. So I don't ever give them credit. For anything, yeah, no YouTuber. In fact, uh, very few YouTubers. I mean, um, if you're a political YouTuber or like
1: an actual news person that also happens to be on YouTube,
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah, such as Sam Cedar or David Pakman. Uh, I'm not going to include Dave Rubin in that because Dave Rubin is a hack, fraud, fuck. There who's a go. piece of shit liar. Same with Ben Shapiro. Fuck both those guys. Anyway, uh, Boogie comes out and he says some dumb shit, and I I don't know what he says, but I know it's dumb based on the reaction on the internet. So somebody posts something about Anita Sarkeesian's work uh, being important to gaming, and I here are my thoughts. Okay, uh, I don't actually think her work is important. Uh, But I don't, I don't think that she actually did any good work. What I think was important was how people reacted to her work. Yeah. And that's what caused people to change. Yeah. So they saw a bunch of dudes come out, uh, mostly dudes anyway, come out and like (laughs) dox her and start like sending vitriolic messages digging up weird information about her yeah calling her a fraud like all kinds of shit and what that makes people do is it, it more or less galvanizes whoever opposes that sort of behavior right and makes them want to do something to change and that's what happened nobody would have been talking about her work had it dropped And just nobody said shit about it. Yeah, But there was a low-key cottage industry of dudes, neckbeards on the internet that were just commenting and commenting and commenting and making video after video after video about her shit. More or less spreading awareness further than where it should have been. And I noticed this. They have a habit of praising mediocre shit. (laughs) And like work that's just genuinely not that good. And I mean maybe maybe it's just the audience for it as a whole like just as like twitter goes like reading twitter and like kind of going through threads and threads like a lot of people support anita sarkeesian's work and i think it's garbage
1: yeah it hurt stuff like legitimately was not good and this has nothing to do with me as like you know It does not matter who she is. Her work sucked. Like, a lot of the stuff was just poorly researched or just bad examples of that stuff. And I don't know. I, I felt like she was part of a feminist subgroup that, to me, I feel holds women back. Because when you say that women belong in the workplace... And, you know, should not be relegated to the kitchen. And do so in a way that also demonizes housewives. Yeah. Women should have the choice. Men should have the choice. That's it. If you want to be a housewife, be a housewife. If you want to be a businesswoman, be a businesswoman. Do whatever you want. If you want to dress sexy, dress sexy. Right. Like respect agency. And that goes both ways. But I feel like Anita really only pushed the empowered woman uh stereotype. Yeah, like that that was the only angle she could take. And that was part of why I disliked her stuff. Other stuff was cuz it was just poorly researched and she clearly did not have a background in gaming.
0: Like I mean, she came out and said it at one point. Right. And like that's that's not a hair off my ass like I don't really care. Right. I'm not <laughs> I'm not a big gamer uh, as it turns out as I've discovered in recent years. I'm not big into video games anymore but it's it's kind of just like as you mentioned a bunch of poorly researched shit going into videos yeah and easily like you could easily just google a bunch of the shit like one of the standout examples and i know this is probably tired at this point but it's like Hitman, where you kill the stripper. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dog, you get docked points if you kill the stripper. <laughs> like, what are you talking and she, about? She's
1: talking about it as if it's required. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> as if the entire game is about just killing hunting down strippers. and killing strippers. Like, you're fucking <laughs> Hitman Jack the Ripper. <laughs> fucking just, Jack the Scripper. <laughs> going around just murking scribbles. At just at, however you want. However you want. And like the reaction to it, again, I say brought most of the attention to it. And like Gamergate was around the same time as well. And they both kind of came together in like a really weird situation to provide reasoning for the game industry to kind of come out and say like, oh, well... We're changing, like the change needs to be made, and a bunch of like really upset neck beards came out and were like, "Oh, you can't do this, yeah. eh, blah blah, my video game, blah blah," and it's he. So the problem that I have uh, with a lot of people on the internet is that they're weird. They sit in these weird fence sitting positions, yeah, where it's just like, well, goddamn. But like what's fucked up about uh Anita's work is that as if I know her first name basis uh is that half of it like it this is like the one true thing that is like you can you can sit on the fence about but like I don't respect your opinion if you say her work was good <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't. That's that's just the message false. the message I guess was important and like you have to be so many steps removed in order to say something like, oh, well, she was just simply saying, don't be sexist towards women. That because that's not <laughs> the only thing she was saying. She was saying a lot of shit. Yeah. And if you took away that only met only that message away from what she was doing, then you weren't paying attention. And if you only looked at what she said and said oh well those are flawed examples but i'm gonna let it slide because what she's doing here has pure intentions pure intentions is never good enough i actually i actually uh had a comment or got exchanged a couple tweets with somebody regarding that and i think it's fucking abhorrent to support shitty work i think it's dumb and I got into an argument or I guess a back and forth with some liberal person on Twitter regarding her work. And I said uh, basically what I said to you, uh, the listeners and you, Chet, regarding her existing in the space having changed so much. And it wasn't necessarily her work. Mm-hmm. Um Though no, I will admit without her work, like nobody would freak out about it. I, they would have found something to be mad about instead. But like it was a mix of Gamergate, her work coming out and a bunch of other shit.
1: Well, um, you could argue and, you know, devil's advocate over here. I will argue that uh, we wouldn't have nearly the same conversation if it weren't for her sort of vitriol that she threw. Because like it wasn't just that she was saying, hey you know treat women with respect you respect these,
0: all women
1: respect women it wasn't just that message it was a sort of undertone of gamers are shitty people yeah and i think that sort of attack on on gamers also created that sort of conversation and made it more of an us versus them kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and game journalists weren't doing anybody any favors. Yeah. Because like, and when when hashtags like hashtag not all gamers or not all Ugh. men or whatever come up, it's because there are people who identify as gamers who are genuinely hurt by their favorite game journalists coming out and saying we need to do better gamers need to do better right i've never i've never liked the whole we need to do better like as like a collectivist movement it's probably because i'm black treating black people as like a monolith is something that i find completely stupid and it happens all the time it's all, for, all the time where are the leaders in the black community to, what like bitch what do you mean where are the leaders in the white community to stop white dudes from sending anthrax to people that dude was white by the way Just, early know, 2000s look it up remember that remember that couldn't open your mail yeah couldn't every he had the whole nation petrified yeah and he and, killed himself eventually. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, what? The best thing he could have done. And white people who are going around shooting up schools. And like, where are the leaders? Where's the white Bill Cosby, huh? <laughs> is that Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> tell Ugh. white kids to pull up their pants and stop raping women.
1: Well, I mean, I guess Bill Cosby is a pretty good analog to <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah,
0: he is. I don't know. I, like So essentially, the, the point of all that was to get to say that I don't like her work. And I not to say that it's wholly not worth supporting. I although I kind of feel that way. Mm, I feel like, like it's not good enough to support. Like if you have a political message, I don't think you you should do your best to make sure that message comes across clear and God. can't be misconstrued by anybody, right? Like if you, if you pick examples like Hitman killing Scrippas every day or whatever, if you, if you go with an example like that and it doesn't illustrate your point, what you're doing is you're providing ammunition for anybody who's against the idea of treating women as a whole to point at and say, hey, look at this thing look at this. She was wrong about this. Who's to say she's not wrong about everything else? Because that's exactly how that shit works. It's not like people can look and say like, or it's not like most people look and see, Oh, well she fucked up here, but she's got a point here. Yeah.
1: You have to, especially like with something highly politicized, or if you're trying to make generalizations about a pretty large group you have to approach it as though people are going to rip apart your every word yeah exactly there's a reason why those aren't live interviews that she's making these examples These are supposed to be researched well thought out videos but
0: yeah it's i have a big problem with fuck-ups in in live media or non-live media yeah now it's different if you're watching like somebody like uh like age bomber guy or some shit, and he's like showing footage of why he believes Skyrim is the greatest game ever or whatever, and he misquotes a date, right? Okay, like he, yeah, that's whatever. He says that's like whatever. 1993 instead of 1994 or some shit. Yeah, and that's not that's not an issue. It doesn't change the argument. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't completely fly in the face of everything that you're trying to say. Yeah, and as far as youtubers go with political opinions I think uh, those two on H3H3 I think they're completely retarded <laughs> I, they, they and like every time I don't and I understand that like there are different ways of looking at this but every fucking time I hear somebody complain about co- political correctness all I'm hearing them say is like I want to say faggot and I want to say nigger and I, nobody why can- can't I say it <laughs> That that's literally all I'm hearing. That's that's all I'm hearing, man. And I, it's it's like well, hold really. on, what the fuck are you saw? And like, oh god. And with the recent political shit, with like uh, cats not or red hen not allowing uh, oh, Sarah Huckabee oh, Sanders to god. eat in their spot, and like people comparing that to like Jim Crow laws. Yeah, are you get fucking the kid- fuck out of here. Oh, your feelings were hurt, huh? Uh, I thought I thought facts don't care about your feelings. Hmm, hmm. Hmm. Although I don't know that that applies in this situation. Well, well it's a fact that she's a shitty person. <laughs> Bang.
1: Yeah, oh, man. And that's that's always been a fucking like. Okay. What? Where their argument has the slightest bit of water is that people that they they were saying she was denied service because of her political beliefs. Like, that's the most general way of putting it.
0: Which, okay, I suppose you could say that. Yeah, you could, but, like, isn't it more of a deed of what she's done in the past as far as, like, supporting children being separated from their families by way of lying like, to the press she's about She's literally
1: it? the mouthpiece for a government that is actively against people that look like them and probably parts of their family. If we're being fucking real. Yeah. Like I'm not here out here going to say that, you know, all kitchen workers are illegal immigrants, but I am going to say large portion of them are do I may or may not have been at the red hen, but there have been documented cases of, Ice eating at a restaurant and then detaining the people that made the their food. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Like Yeah. So yeah, if you don't trust the man, well, there's kind of some some precedent set for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there's the government at this point is giving you no reason to trust them. No. Right? Like if you give as little information to the government as possible because you don't know when somebody's going to turn around and try to use that information against you yeah. so that's that's my government psa for yeah. the day fuck me uh either way i don't i don't believe i mean boogie might be a, a swell enough person i don't fucking know doesn't matter to me uh but i do genuinely feel like and some people may take issue with this because we, we essentially do the same thing uh except we're not fucking woefully uninformed and we're not fucking centrist
1: <laughs> and if we are woefully uninformed we generally just won't talk about an issue
0: yeah right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you about uh, oh shit! I don't even remember what country it's going on. Boom! In. It's it maybe it's maybe it's Egypt that's about to go through a coup right now. Oh, there's yeah. there's oh. some country in Africa that's about to experience a fucking coup. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, whatever country Erdogan. Oh, Turkey, Turkey, yeah, Turkey. Maybe maybe not even Turkey because apparently they just voted him back in. Well, yeah, but there's yeah. well yeah, yeah he threw they his voted opponents back in, in, huh? in, in jail and yeah. controls the media yeah. that sort of thing yeah all right yeah so i'm point is we're not going to talk about that yeah <laughs> there's there's a lot of shit that we are not well versed in right uh american issues i can say that i'm not an expert in but i feel like i'm well more qualified to talk about that shit than somebody like boogie or ethan from h3h3 <sighs> Like, if your main complaint in life is, like, that you can't say slurs.
1: Fam, you got a good life.
0: Yeah. Like, you are not oppressed. No. If, if you can drive to Burger King and buy a Big Mac, you are not oppressed. I think, <laughs> what's his name said that? John Tron. John Tron is also another person who's fucking stupid. Yeah. He's a fucking moron. That was...
1: Man, there, there's so many people that should just stay just far the fuck away from, from politics. And I think the thing with these YouTubers and people who are media personalities, but specifically new media, where they are strictly reliant on their fan base. Like, say, for example, you know, Robert Downey Jr., if he said some hot-ass take politically... That's not gonna ruin his career. No. Like, unless it was something hor like unless he did some shit, you know? And
0: then he would still be able to come back on that fucking uh what's his name tip? Oh fuck, what's his name? Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. He yeah. would be able to come back, no problem. Remember remember when Tom Cruise jumping on <sighs> Oprah's couch fucking ruined his career? Ever so briefly, but yes. But briefly, yeah. And he had to come back in a fat suit for Tropic Thunder to get his shit <laughs> yeah, back. Yep. Do you, do you remember, remember that. that that Mel Gibson on a phone call was being super anti-Semitic and racist? Yeah, and, and he also
1: did the same thing to a police officer that pulled him over. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> like, you're with the Jews, ain't
0: you? Remember that? Remember that. And they both managed to get their careers back. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Not not that big of an issue. Nope. But these new media
1: personalities... Where they are strictly beholden to their fans. Like...
0: I mean, I would say... There's there's little to no accountability for them either. Yeah. Because PewDiePie did some... A series... Alright, let me me, uh, touch on this briefly, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I explained this in our last episode regarding uh, this topic mm -hmm. with PewDiePie. But, like, if you... If you continuously make anti-Semitic jokes... Enough to the point where somebody can make a super cut of you doing so, and you dress in a Nazi's uniform. You did that? Yeah, apparently. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you, if they have enough to be able to compile, like, just a cut of what you doing those things, then you may be anti-Semitic. Yeah. I don't think you have much a
1: leg to stand on when, you know, put on trial and like, hey, are you an anti-Semite? Well, here's this
0: supercut of you being anti-Semitic. <laughs> same with people who constantly make racist jokes. Yeah, you're probably just racist, dog. Well, or I mean, you can.
1: If, no, if I'm not you're, even
0: willing to give them give them no, the no, I, no. I,
1: this is no benefit of the doubt. It's actually taking that a step further. If I can find multiple tweets of you on the same issue treating black people differently than white people, probably racist. <laughs> shout out to bill o'reilly shout outs out shout out to ben shapiro yeah uh you know if if there's receipts of your shitty behavior and people have a a you know a bit of a a sneaking suspicion about this shitty behavior you know maybe it's true
0: yeah there's a good chance there that it is true oh god yeah anyway yeah uh, Away from to- politics. I, uh, I started playing
1: The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds.
0: Is that for the 3DS? Yeah.
1: Okay. And it was billed as the spiritual successor to Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, which is probably my favorite Zelda game. I can't really think of anything I would put above it, so I'm going to go ahead and call it my favorite Zelda game. Okay. But uh, yeah, that that interested me. I just never got my hands on a copy, and then I finally did, so I've been playing that. And that is more than a spiritual successor. That is like, if this was, like if this wasn't a, an official Zelda game, it would be plagiarism but I'm also fine with that. Cause I wanted like a plagiarism a straight up plagiarism.
0: <laughs> why, why is it, but pla- isn't it made by the same
1: people? If it wasn't a Zelda game, it would be plagiarism.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> you mean in the same way that axiom verge is a blatant ripoff of Metroid.
1: Yes. Or, you know, uh, a new hope and the force awakens, you know, where it's pretty much shot for shot. The same game now. Okay. Uh, To its credit, there are several mechanical things that are very different, but the map is the exact same. A lot of the music is the same. Um, Yeah, it it feels very similar. However, the story to it and the items and just the general flow of the game is pretty different. And it's a lot more like the more recent uh, handheld games like uh, Minish Cap. Phantom Hourglass, Phantom Tracks, whatever. Train game. There's also Phantom Hourglass. Spirit Tracks, Phantom (laughs) Hourglass.
0: Got it. Anyway, there's a lot of them. Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass, Wind Waker.
1: Uh, Wind Waker was um, GameCube. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. In any case, I, I haven't actually played a lot of the handheld ones. But this one plays more like those while still feeling very much like a link to the past and i've just got the master sword so i'm not that far into it but it's a really cool game i'm really enjoying it and i'm glad that it was pretty well received overall at least as far as i know (laughs) because i want to see more of that i really like the link to the past and this one's a lot of fun and i've been doing a shitload of exploring which you don't really get to do in a lot of uh a lot of the other games where it's you know more linear, kind of stuff. This one, you get a lot of items just kind of right off the bat. Like you don't have to go to into dungeons to get a lot of your exploration items. You can just buy the fucking hammer. You just talk to a guy and get the power gloves. Like you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. So that's been fun. I'm really enjoying
0: that. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I've been just doing a lot of podcasts listening to, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I've got some time in between tasks that I do in my free time, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna throw down a few recommendations. Uh, now, I find I find both of these hosts, or at least one of the two of them, super fucking annoying. Oh. But it's because the way he behaves, it, he's like a very excitable person. Uh-huh. So he laughs at a lot of shit, and uh, he he talks like in a very. It seems like he's putting it on. Mm. Like Is it d-
1: like one of those like servers at a TGI Fridays that's just way too excited to be here, kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> except that can last for like two whole fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's not to say that the show is bad or anything, because mm-hmm. of course I still listen to it. It's called Knowledge Fight, mm-hmm. and it's two guys going over Infowars uh, every <laughs> every episode of Infowars. Okay, uh, okay. One guy knows a lot about Alex Jones; the other guy doesn't. Which one is it, Mister TGI Fridays, or is it TGI Fridays doesn't know? I had a feeling. Yep. <laughs> So he's he comes in very excited every episode to talk about Alex Jones and it seems like they put up like three episodes a week. And that's that's kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton of episodes. And yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to listen to because I get to learn about like new and fun conspiracy theories <laughs> and it's they do uh special episodes on something called Project Camelot. Mm-hmm. And it's um Another conspiracy theory thing, where they believe like in the Anunnaki, uh, Planet X, uh, like trans instant transmission or some shit. I don't, they believe in a lot of fucking weird stuff, and it's funny to hear like people try to justify it through clips. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's a fun listen. Uh, what else am I listening to? Conspiracy theorists are wild, man. Uh, so granted these la this next one I don't necessarily recommend for everyone it's called uh, the monocle Daily and there's like another one called the Midori house uh, and they're both they're both podcasts that basically go over world news mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I mean I just listen to them to keep abreast of what's going on in the world. I just uh, listen to NPR.
1: I don't like NPR. Man, actually, the world news section of that, like the BBC section of that, is like man. I know. Okay, I know a lot of people shit on NPR for being boring. That's where I draw the line. That's <laughs> where that's because, uh, and also one of the the anchors for the BBC, they have some of the wildest accents. There's one woman. I don't know where she's from, but she just sounds like she has a speech impediment. (laughs) (laughs) Like always a very, (laughs) a
0: very, uh, infantilized. Uh, Oh, she, she's got, uh, what's it called? That's, that's actually a speech impediment where they pronounce R's like W's and mix up a few other letters. It
1: Um, may be, but like, okay, fine. If you have a speech impediment, you know, more power to you, but maybe you shouldn't be on a. Na- international news broadcast like, I don't know it makes things a little hard to understand on top of the accent but I'm just going to go ahead and blame the accent uh, it's called eroticism eroticism okay. yes
0: not eroticism not, yeah, I was going to
1: say not to be confused with eroticism now if you're into weird accents or if you're into eroticism you can find erotica of eroticism
0: yeah yeah. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. There's a lot out there. Yeah, so Monocle Daily or uh, Monocle. I mean, I listen to those just mainly to keep up with world news, uh, get an outside perspective on like things going on in the U.S. sometimes because they will talk about shit. And there's this one guy who his copywriting skills are fucking insane. <laughs> he's very. He's got some good-ass copywriting skills. And every time he brings up something – Uh, that's clearly very absurd Uh, it's like dry it's very dry humor but Uh it's very good his name is andrew muller m-u-e-l-l-e-r andrew muller they have different hosts at different times gotcha and let's see your mom's house with tom segura and christina pazitski it's the two stand-up comics who are married to each other. Uh-huh. And they just more or less go over video clips. <laughs> they're fucking they're both super funny. It's not even like they're they're doing stand up bits though. It's just that they're having a conversation and they talk in a very fun way. Now sure. I mean, you have two standard comedians
1: that are married, so they know each other very well. And if they're riffing on something that's funny to begin with, that's, yeah, strong
0: strong potential there. Yeah, certainly. So, I recommend those podcasts. The Two in the Middle, Midori House and Monocle Daily, less so than The Outer Two, Knowledge Fight, and Your Mom's House. Mainly because, like, those two, those Monocle podcasts are super fucking dry Mm -hmm. most of the time. Like, super dry. So... If you're not into world news or if you are and you're just not into like fucking and you're just not into the BBC shit, then I recommend them. Yeah. I
1: feel like Tom Segura has really come up recently. Like that is not a name I was familiar with until this year.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I only knew him because I used to listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Ah, well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the well, I, I stopped listening to Joe
1: Rogan. I could never do it. I, like like I said, the first thing that put me off was that fucking art <laughs> like if that's oh, yeah. if that's your your fucking cover photo, I'm already disinterested, and then, you know, like a lot of the guests he had on there, I was not interested in hearing, and then
0: yeah, you know, one thing that I realized slowly was that most of the comedians he would have on aren't there to be funny. Like, they're like there to talk out whatever fucking personal issues they have, yeah. and like they're just sad people, and it's yeah, not well, fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's good times. It's like, oh man, I was so depressed when I was a kid. I tried to kill myself. It's like, fuck, dude. Hey, clown, get back to telling jokes. <laughs> it's a, see, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that that <laughs> that should be the case. I'm just saying like. You would think that one of those episodes would be really funny. Right. And not end up with somebody fucking crying. Oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> or I don't think there was a ton of crying actually. But it's just it always turns to like these weird, sad stories. I wouldn't expect
1: that out of Joe Rogan. If they were on like sixty minutes or something, yeah, get real, you know, get get raw with it. But I don't know, I don't feel like that's really
0: I don't know, maybe it is the audience for Joe Rogan. I don't listen to it but yeah, i don't know it's it's people um there there are multiple types of woke people and that's a kind of woke person yeah uh the the very spiritual uh i like i don't even know what to call it like somebody who's like kind of spiritual pseudo spiritual pseudo intellectual yeah. kind of the combination of that yeah it's it's that it's that it's it's the same kind of dudes who like will listen to Joe Rogan, but then also like complain about PC culture and complain about when men used to be men.
1: Oh man, and that I oh I hate that so much. Talking about you know, oh my daddy was such a man. He never hugged his kids. Like, Is that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> Mention cry ever. I I I feel like there's always been, you know. You're allowed to cry, but only only at Old Yeller or at the birth of your child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or in the privacy of your own home where nobody's fucking paying attention.
1: Yeah, because you know your kids neglect you because you never held them.
0: <laughs> your children just hate you.
1: Yeah. And then you come to the realization that no one actually loves you. It's just your wife's there for the kids, and the kids are only there because... They're blood related, you know, (laughs) because they have to be. Yeah. This is a very healthy relationship that we should definitely be emulating here.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Men used to be men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's really about it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's life. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, so before we get to questions, I, I've decided to change up the format here. Uh, before we get to questions, I'm going to promo some of the shit for Patreon. Uh, so I've finally adopted a schedule for for the release of the content on the Patreon. Most You can expect most stuff to go up on Mondays. Next Monday, I've got a very special thing that Charles and I did. We talked about comics that we would want to read. Uh, we just made up stories and then uh, talked about them. Yeah, it was it was a pretty fun episode. And the week after that, uh, July 9th is another episode of The Invincible Thing. And July 16th is going to be the last episode of The Invincible Night School. And then after that, we'll be moving on to another topic. Uh, it's going to be about a video game. Don't know which video game yet. Yeah, that's really about it. Um, so, I guess let's get into questions All right. from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours.
1: We're starting today with Rello Rello says, Come on, Denzel. Who the fuck implies their skill in Mario Party? Anyway, you guys should record yourselves playing Dokapon Kingdom, because if you thought Mario Party ended friendships, this shit kicks off revenge plots. It's an. an it's an RPG board game that has full RPG campaign of like 40 hours. What causes the vengeance is that it's hyper-competitive. Oh, check out the legendary sword? Denzel can straight up murder Chet, steal the sword, and sell it as vendor trash because he's a wizard that can't even use swords. Alternatively, instead of looting each other, you can prank the loser of a fight by renaming a micro penis, so every NPC will address him as such. Four players, so find two other people to backstab. Okay. yeah that sounds fun I was actually recommended that a while ago I had a friend who played it a bunch
0: so uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so Game of Skill that was just a reference to Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb who used to call uh, Mario Party a game of skill constantly
1: (laughs) ha I don't know I'm pretty consistent about about beating most people at Mario Party That's just because I'm really good at the mini-games. And y'all can suck a dick.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the refresh rate is for that game. So getting the button presses timed correctly is the key to winning. Because it goes along with the refresh rate. And it'll drop inputs if you press it at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Coquenon asks, What one character would need to be added to the next Smash game?
0: to make smash the
1: main game you fuck with
0: uh, the entire cast of predator including the predator
1: <laughs> you know i feel like that would be the first character to get added would be predator and then you get into uh you know schwarzenegger and uh...
0: it would have to be the entire cast and everybody from dive kick as well <laughs> that's the a- <laughs> There are too many <laughs> characters in that game already. Yeah. there's a, There are 64 right now. Yes, that sounds right. And then they're doing what? Shadow characters? What Echo are they called? characters. Echo characters. Where it's,
1: you know, they're the exact same. They're just, you know, like multiple versions of a character. Like Peach
0: and Daisy, for example. What's well, fucked up is Peach and Daisy are Echo characters, but Mario and Luigi aren't. Well, they have different movesets. Do they? Yeah. Do they?
1: Yeah, he's got, Luigi's got the missile, Mario's got the cape. There you go. Oh, okay. The end.
0: All right, well, then Mario and Dr. Mario. Yeah, apparently
1: those are different enough to not be considered Echo characters. Granted. Oh, because he throws a pill? Yeah, he throws a pill. I mean, he hits a lot harder, and apparently they changed him up even more for this game, I think, to avoid that exact thing. Like, why is this an Echo character, you fucks? Same thing with Ganondorf. Like, they actually gave him his sword now. Oh. Like about damn time (laughs) but yeah I think for that exact reason uh so as for what character I'd like I mean I would have said Mega Man and Cloud but we got Mega Man and Cloud and I still didn't really fuck with the game all that (laughs) uh it also would have put Ryu up there but um I think the characters that I want the most now are Geno from Super Mario RPG and any Castlevania character. Like, I would say Trevor Belmont or Simon Belmont would be like my top two. I would not mind Alucard, but I would expect a Belmont before that. So, yeah, I think a Castlevania character would be cool.
0: Okay. Which one is the one that does the cool dash?
1: probably richter uh where throws. it's like it, it does like a wheel of blades around him as he dashes oh i don't think so oh that's that's a richter thing
0: uh there was i don't know whichever one is speed run oh do you mean where they they
1: backdash with shield canceling
0: no no oh, okay it's in the same game i'm pretty sure though uh, it's just this guy that just has a forward dash
1: that's probably uh what's his name Oh, God, I can't remember which game that was. I know it was one of the mobile ones. Oh, Whatever.
0: speaking of Castlevania, did you know the second season is coming out eventually? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's going to be eight episodes this time instead of four. Hey, that's twice the episode. <laughs> Hopefully, with twice the episodes, it's twice as good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I
1: still I still enjoyed bits of the, of the first one. Like, I liked it overall, I would say, uh, and they did a very good job of following the lore to the game. So I definitely got to give props to that because it's not very clear unless you actually dig for the story.
0: Okay, okay. And
1: they did a very good job of following it and that's coming from someone who digs for the story. Okay. So,
0: yeah, yeah. props on that. Works for me. Yeah.
1: And XX the janitor, excuse me. XX, the ex-janitor, XX, chimes in for the character that he'd need, which is Master Chief. Which, you know, I feel like that would be a pretty cold day in hell, but with the way things have been going lately, could happen. Could happen. Yeah, it could. (laughs) I've seen a lot of fakes with it. (laughs) I've seen a lot of fakes where people put Master Chief on the roster, so, you know. Maybe Sakurai got the message.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would. I mean, I guess fit fits about about as well as uh, Snake.
1: Yeah, that was pretty wild. Like he Snake had only been in a couple of games on Nintendo consoles, and that was just ports. Yeah, like the Twin Snakes and stuff like that. So yeah, that was unexpected. I know Bayonetta was mostly because it was a crossover. Sort of thing to promote Bayonetta two or three mm-hmm. or whatever, whichever one's coming to Nintendo systems or has already been. I don't fucking, I
0: don't pick Bring us, bring us Demolition Man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just put Wesley Snipes in there in some yeah. way. Simon Phoenix, yeah.
0: Put him in the game. Put Dennis Leary in there instead oh, of Sylvester God. Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Put put the roster of the 92 Rams in that game. (laughs) From from that 92. The entire
1: roster of the 86 Chicago Bears. Yeah. (laughs) Do that. Willard TK
0: asks, Have you ever had a day that a snow cone couldn't fix? You know, speaking of snow cones, that's one of the things that I used to explicitly go to the fair for. Oh, yeah. Because they would have, you can go buy the shaved ice and they have the stand where you can put all the flavors on it. So what I used to do when I was a kid, I would just go over there and put almost every flavor on it. Yeah, just juice
1: the fuck out of it. Yeah,
0: and it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Especially like tiger blood and cotton candy. Those two went really well together. Yeah. And like you put a little bit of mango on it. You put a lot of shit in there.
1: I was a big fan of all of like the really tart flavors. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes they would have like watermelon or blue raspberry Mm. with it. Yeah. Uh, But to answer the question, yeah, it's been really cold sometimes. And I feel like a snow cone would just make things worse. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Fuck police officers. got that name that's the quality name uh asks what live performances or concerts have you guys attended lately and anything slated for later this year uh lately zero yeah you know i haven't been to like i think the last thing i went to was that thundercat concert last year
0: i've i've come to the conclusion that for the music that i listen to i don't i listen to a lot of rap music and a lot of, like, electronic music. Mm-hmm. So, I... Alright, so the this is a multi-layered issue. One, rap shows live suck ass. Often true. Uh, unless if they have, like, a live band. And then if they're there with a the live band, this music doesn't sound as good as, like, the beats produced specifically yeah. that they've picked out I for will, the album. I will
1: give credit... Uh, to Nas for his live thing that he did with the uh, I forget it was some Philharmonic orchestra that was banging, but that was also a very large production, so don't expect that. It,
0: I'll have to listen to that. It was soon. put on by NPR. It was really cool. Okay, okay, yeah. So uh, that's one issue that I have. Like most most rap shows are fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, another one is like I as much like electronic shit that I listen to one, like I don't like being in nightclubs uh, yeah, for sure. Like guaranteed and paying to see a DJ in a lot of instances is like worthless because they're it's essentially a long playlist that you're listening to. And like, if you're not like putting Molly in your butt, and if there's not like a really great live show, I don't think it's worth going to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with that. And that is partially the same issue here. I am, for me, on the electronic thing, I feel the same way about people just pressing play on a MacBook and jumping around. Like, I'm not interested in that. Uh, and I also don't really like clubs. And, Every once in a while, there is a group that I want to see, but they're either so small that they don't come anywhere out here or like I just don't hear about their shows or they're, they've they made it and now it's way too expensive
0: and I don't feel like paying that much. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I got away with seeing Flying Lotus live at coachella in 2010 mm-hmm. and that's when i kind of discovered like yo electronic music shows are kind of bullshit <laughs> i mean like it's it was a cool set but like i wish he had just recorded it and put it online sure because like i get nothing zero from standing in a crowd of people but, I mean, I enjoyed his set. It was, like, very artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mixed a couple songs that I really fucked with at the time. One was Parisian Goldfish. That's it. Uh dangling. One was uh Positif by Monsieur Wasseau. Uh, another French pronunciation. A little bit weaker than the first. But, you know what? I'm still giving myself an A, not an A+. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, humble. he... He puts on these two tracks. He mixes them together. I'm like, God damn, that's some artful shit. It was, it was like one of the sickest, sickest, like mashups I've heard to date.
1: I, I would trust Flying Lotus with mashups, especially using one of his songs.
0: Yeah, certainly. <laughs> but again, like in 2016, I'm not gonna go stand in a fucking sweaty ass club or out in the middle of a fucking field. Yeah, and just kind of like stand there with a bunch of fucking twenty-two year olds. Yup, saved up all summer to buy tickets for the <laughs> following year.
1: Yeah, and there's a uh, there is a concert that I want to go to. Um, it's put on by Adult Swim, so it's a bunch of Adult Swim artists, and so it's like Flying Lotus, Thundercat, Hannibal Burris, and a bunch of other groups that I fuck with heavy but it's in a festival sort of setting it's the first year it's
0: too in, expensive is not it on in a good LA? weekend
1: I, th- I think it's like outside of la okay i i think it's straight up called adult swim fest but like it's a really cool lineup that i'm not going to pay that much money to go see on an inconvenient weekend
0: yeah that's so one of the issues with festivals especially within california is you have to book within a specific range because coachella makes artists sign an exclusivity contract i think it goes from october to may it's something crazy yeah they're currently being sued for it and i hope they lose but like That's one of the biggest issues with putting on shows out here, especially for certain acts. And especially because like Coachella books like fucking 300 people every weekend or whatever. I think honestly they have like over 100 acts. Oh, definitely. And it's whoever's the biggest essentially. Yeah. And they really kind of fuck everybody else who's trying to put something on on this side of the country. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, and it, it really just
1: fucks things up for for people who are just trying to see some shows. Yeah. But with all that said, I will be seeing the pillows when they come
0: to their... Uh, You're going to go their, see uh, Envlo too?
1: Maybe. Uh, <laughs> if, if that's part of it, then yes.
0: is going to be at AX. Oh, no, I didn't buy tickets for that. Oh, uh, okay. I, I also... Mean- I'm not familiar with their music, so you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit jaded. I also get nothing out of seeing people that I've listened to for years on stage, like zero. I get nothing out of that. Like I know some people really dig seeing celebrities and like being there live, like in the presence of people. Yeah, that you really fuck with, but it's it gives it does nothing for me.
1: I yeah, you know I. Uh, it's funny because. That Thundercat show to me was fucking phenomenal, but that's because it was straight up live music, dudes jamming out harder than they do on the live album. So it was really cool for me, you know, partially as a jazz musician, partially as a fan of Thundercat, but I just know that it's not going to be the same for most other artists. So I can't even come in with that expectation of other, of other acts. So, yeah. I, I definitely understand why you would feel that way because a lot of times they're not going to do anything all that different from their usual stuff. Yeah. So, especially if a band's been around for a while, like you're going to fucking mix it up for people when they've been listening to the same shit for twenty years. Yeah. Right. Like, do you go to a Metallica concert and expect them not to play Enter Sandman?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> the only the only good concert I've ever been to is this weird Japanese uh, three-piece jazz band mm-hmm. that I was, like, forced to go to because <laughs> I was in a jazz history class at Mesa. Uh. And I went down there, and they f- they fucking ripped shit up. All right. It was really cool. Uh, but, again, don't care. Yep. <laughs> I even, Like, I think I even bought their album, actually. I don't know where I put it but it was actually really dope. It was a good time. That's
1: cool. I went to, well,
0: Maynard Ferguson, a
1: jazz trumpeter played at my school and he was like one of my favorite jazz musicians at the time. I still really enjoy a lot of his music, but he's mostly known for like crazy high notes. Like he may have the highest note on record. If not, he did. Uh, But that was like kind of his thing. But he was, he probably hit his prime when he was like in his 40s, 50s. He was about 70 when he came to my school. And he was definitely still like, he was still killing it into his 60s. But he was definitely past his prime when he came. So he couldn't hit those notes. And it was just super disappointing. But his trombonist and his drummer, both did like solo acts as as warm ups and they killed it like they were so much more entertaining than his like headlining band and I, I bought their albums I didn't
0: buy his <laughs> <laughs> good shit and I guess the last thing I'll say about it is also I don't like my ears ringing for like two or three days oh yeah so many shows are just too fucking loud <laughs> fucking old men over here I have really good <laughs>
1: hearing still so like despite being in bands like I still have very good hearing so those shows are just too fucking loud like I don't mind heavy ass bass because that doesn't do damage to your ears but when you have like sirens going off and like the, the fake whistles and shit oh that's just obnoxious <laughs> like, don't fucking do that oh, hate it masters of Scientology asks Getting anything for the Steam sale? Steam links are only $2.50. I might buy one of those. Yeah. I mean, that's that's real cheap. Like, it's kind of hard to say no. But I also know some people that have it and they said it's just been collecting dust.
0: Oh, well, never mind.
1: <laughs> it's $2.50. If you were interested in one, I say you might as well. You know, you're gonna blow that on some bullshit anyway. Yeah. I've already bought more on this Steam sale than I think I ever have on any other, because people were better about keeping me updated with stuff, and that's just how dangerous things happen. So I'm gonna keep you guys updated on some of the important sales out of this Steam sale, at least important in my world, and that is to say, you can get a three-pack of King of Fighters games. That's uh, King of Fighters 98, 2002 Ultimate Match, and or Unlimited Match, whatever. And King of Fighters 13, I think for all of those games, it's like $25. And I would say $25 for King of Fighters 13, plus all its DLC, is already a good sale. Uh, KOF 14 is also on sale. Guilty Gear, Street Fighter, like basically every fighting game is on sale right now. Skullgirls, if you have even a passing interest on that, the that game with everything is like $8.00. It might even be less than that. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 is on sale, and the Steam edition you can mod and make the game extra hilarious. And you said 15, yeah, Final Fantasy 15 is on. I think for like the definitive edition, whatever, it's like 30. Thirty dollars. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good price for a game that came out last year. (laughs) Yeah, certainly.
0: Because Divinity Original Sin is still $30, even though it's on sale. Oh, man, there's so many games where I'm
1: like, oh, this is a cool game. I'm kind of interested. Came out 10 years ago. It's on sale for $30. All
0: right, go fuck yourself. We ain't doing that. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. Uh, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper pointed out that, uh, or maybe it was Rella Rella, I think it was Relarela, actually.
1: It was one of the very familiar faces.
0: Uh, they pointed out Earth Defense Force was on sale. Uh-huh. So I just bought that. I don't know what it is. Okay. So that's going to be an interesting go around. All right. Um, I I can't remember what else I bought. I bought a game for one fifty though. I bought
1: a couple of games, a couple of puzzle games that were like $0.50. Cents or like, you know, in a multi-pack for like less than $5. That... I haven't played them yet, so we'll see how good they are.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: But this... I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to many of the Steam sales in the past, but this one feels better than a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Check that out. Give Gabe more money.
0: Dog. I wonder how much
1: money Gabe has. too much. And you know what? Shout-outs to Gabe for not going full-notch because he's another one with shitty political takes that just talks way too
0: much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, well, uh, I, I know it's easy for people from the internet or who spend too much time on the internet to become like that. Yeah. And especially when they have billions. <laughs> what we're slowly finding out is Elon Musk is just a nut.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, did, have, you, have you kept up with fucking John McAfee lately? No. Oh man, he like Elon Musk started coming out out of pocket, and then John McAfee is just like, "Hey, hey, don't forget who was the original crazy boy." <laughs> he's out here talking about like people are. He said he's been, he's had like fifteen assassination attempts on him in like the last like couple of years, but most of his assassins have met mysterious and unfortunate ends
0: (laughs) what it's it's out here man it's out here it's great it's so how long before elon musk starts talking that (laughs) crazy shit
1: i don't know man but it's been fun twitter's been real exciting lately
0: (laughs) where's jeff bezos at when when is he gonna have his mental break
1: man and where's richard branson like
0: Maybe I feel like Richard Branson, maybe Jeff Bezos as well, maybe they've transcended that level of rich. Like they just passed the crazy (laughs) status. Yeah, like you're going crazy because you have a shitload of money, but you don't have like just God tier. Well, Elon Musk has to have God tier money, right? Kind of. Like his companies
1: are both worth a lot and in high demand. Like his ideas are in very high demand. But they're also not very profitable.
0: Well, he relies heavily on government contracting, right? Like, he. So, Tesla's going to have a lot of trouble, I want to say, next year when their government subsidies end. Mm. And not contracting, but subsidies, I should say. Uh, And let's see. He sold all of his shares in PayPal, right? Probably. Uh, So. He's, and he's working on the Hyperloop. Yeah. Or he's just created the idea for the Hyperloop. Which is hardly a
1: new idea anyway. But Yeah,
0: and SpaceX. Oh, SpaceX is the one with government contracts. Yeah, that sounds right. That one's not profitable.
1: No, and then Tesla's barely profitable because they just can't keep up with uh, production. Yeah, their
0: supply chain is garbage. Yep. What's crazy is like you would expect somebody like Elon Musk to just be able to hire the best of the best of the best i'm kind of curious as to what the holdup is i don't i'm not entirely sure but i want to say like curating talent is hard for him uh because one i've heard that the pay there isn't the greatest Mm. so uh like for for spacex specifically i don't know about tesla uh spacex like if you're an engineer you're getting paid like weird rates Hmm. uh to be an engineer like below market i'm sure part of that is like they're
1: they're okay with that because of the, the perceived prestige
0: yeah but if you can get a job at spacex you can probably get a job anywhere the fuck else yeah like if you're that talented of an engineer you can go work at nasa you can go work at JPL. Yeah. You can go work for anybody. You can go fucking get a job at Facebook. Oh, yeah, no, get definitely. a job at Alphabet or Google or whatever. Yeah. You can do a lot of shit. You've got options. Yeah. So like if you if you can, that's so. This is what I tried to explain to a friend of mine. But he, once you pass a certain point, like in in capability, like you can just kind of get a job anywhere. Uh, or once you've gotten a job at the first place, right? Like, yeah. uh, a friend of mine works at Twitch right now. Mm-hmm. After he leaves Twitch, he's gonna be fucking fine. Is he a developer? Uh he's an engineer. Okay. So yeah. he he uh, he specifically does server shit. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Like he builds so, micro uh, processes. Oh, and if shit. if you can do su-
1: server work for Twitch, which is amazon which yeah. is i think the largest server supply in the united states maybe, maybe, definitely maybe in the, the US, world possibly the world but yeah if you if you can do work with them yeah you you're good
0: yeah uh, i have another friend who works for amazon uh somebody who i knew uh not that i was friends with him uh worked at facebook mm. and those people after you've worked there you're fucking solid
1: yeah you're good to go like when you work for a certain level of recognizability in in a workplace i mean it's different if it's like oh i did hr at spacex you know hire me as an engineer at nasa I'm like okay chill but
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean the the name recognition goes a long way anyway. it certainly helps so if you work to hr at facebook and you go look for another job you're pretty much fucking golden yeah Uh, And it doesn't translate that way necessarily for like smaller companies. No. So if, for instance, like if you were leaving Legend, the company that I used to work at, what would end up happening is if you were a producer at Legend and you were to go work at somewhere like ILM, like one of my coworkers did, you would take a step down and roll. Right. Because they wouldn't want you working as a producer there. Uh, Same with like, Ah, fuck it i don't have another example.
1: yeah it don't but, matter the point is made <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah that's really about it i think there was one more <laughs> oh here's an adv- here's some advice for you if you haven't gone to college yet name recognition goes further than how good your school is period uh if you're going to harvey mudd and you have a choice between going to Harvey Mudd and MIT. You should choose MIT. Harvey Mudd is a very good school. It's a it's very good small school.
1: It one of the best in
0: uh, for computer science in the world. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, but, but MIT is a recognizable, very name. recognizable
1: name. Now, most engineers or like computer science people who are like on the up and up are going to know about Harvey Mudd as well. Yeah, but it's
0: not going to they're not the first person looking at your resume, though. Right? (laughs) (laughs) It's some dipshit recruiter who has nothing better to do with their time. They just look at resumes all day and like they just sit and their eyes glaze over and they just look and they click. They look and they click. It's very sad. Yeah. It's a, it's a fulfilling. I've life. always, I've always hated recruiters. We can talk about that some other time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and unicorn hipster comes in with the with a controversial take of upvote for grill brush, downvote for barbecue fork, and it is sitting at a nice zero.
0: Hold on, wh- I don't understand. Those two aren't necessarily comparable. I mean, they're barbecue tools, yeah. But like, why the fuck would you use a grill fork? You're just letting the juices escape. That's why you use tongs, or a spatula.
1: I suppose i i I have a grill fork and I don't have a brush, therefore I uh, I downvoted. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like there's specific uses that you would prefer a fork for over over a pair of tongs or a spatula.
0: Go on, name I, them.
1: I I can't think of what off top. Like Let me let, let me think on this for a second. All right. I mean maybe if your tongs weren't big enough, you could use a fork to uh to get the job done. Think about that. No, you can use a spoon instead of a brush too. I mean, go <laughs> there are workarounds for these tools. I just hey, that was that's that was some. Oh, I thought,
0: uh, you know what? I I was thinking grill brush as in like the metal grill brush that you oh, use, like to cleaning clean. it off, yeah.
1: no yeah, no, no. Well, but I mean, I guess, I mean, you you know, could,
0: yeah, it, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go grill brush, yeah, because I've got tongs, dog. You flip with tongs. What kind of shit is that? Are you kidding me? Oh, right. you, you, I, you I don't f- have a
1: pair of metal tongs. That also, that also kind of fucks things. Because if 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 you're if it's too hot, uh, you can't use a plastic pair of tongs.
0: Of course not. That's yeah. why you always buy metal That's shit. That's why you
1: should buy metal stuff. Except you should also keep wood. You should keep stuff of every kind because they each have their own use. Because I, I like wood actually probably best, but it doesn't work for a for everything
0: yeah wood tongs might be nice for a salad
1: yeah exactly metal tongs are good for grilling and for like things that you're deep frying uh plastic is good if you're working with teflon because if you use metal uh it can scrape off the teflon and that is a that's poisonous don't don't eat flakes from like old yeah (laughs) having
0: exposed metal in your fucking yeah cookware don't do that (laughs) it's fucking awful
1: yeah so using metal tools on teflon tools will scrape away at it uh yeah wood's good doesn't work everywhere plastic is nice doesn't deal with high heat metal's nice but doesn't work with all surfaces so you know a little something for everyone yeah but i'm i'm a fan of grill forks or whatever it is
0: barbecue forks but that does it for questions thanks everybody for writing in you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can follow the show on Twitter at xreal nerd hours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow chat on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can join the group at facebook.com slash groups slash real nerd hours podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next thursday